welcome to another core combo. A lot of us have gained more freedoms following months of lockdown. Yet how do we utilize our individual freedom of choice? In today's convo, Susan and Esther discuss the factors that influence our daily decision making and how saying yes to one thing also means simultaneously saying no to something else. How are you today, Suze? Yeah, I'm good. Um, it's been really hot and humid in Darwin, so I'm um, just sitting in my room. Praise God for aircon and staying Ooh, away aircon. from the heat. Yeah, very nice. Is it only the humans that are staying away from the heat? Are all the animals staying away from the heat as well? Ah, uh, yeah, I reckon all the animals are. Um, oh. Our little dog that lives with us, Pippa. She loves to come into my house because we have I have tiles on my floor, and so she just come in and lie Ooh. on the tiles because it's nice and cool. <laughs> I like doing that too. I I relate to Peppa. <laughs> yeah, how are you going? I'm going great. I've got a joke for you, Suze. <laughs> Ooh, here we go. <laughs> so, how many people does it take to change a light bulb? Um. Well, it depends on the person, if they're an electrician or an audiologist. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> or a med student. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Would you like to know the answer, Suze? Mm, yes, tell me. So it takes two people, mm. a chair, multiple pillows, <laughs> a bed, two screwdrivers, wow. two s- screws as well, and a lot of upper body strength to change a light bulb. That's a lot of stuff. Sort of stuff. <laughs> Correct. So now you know. Mm. Did you? I feel like you had some personal experience with this. I <laughs> did indeed. Of it. I used to hear these jokes and went, nah, that's not me. Changing a light bulb can't possibly be that hard. I had changed light bulbs before. However, today the light bulb was like, nope, I am not going to come out of the socket. I will not leave this space, even though my time here is done. So that was a very adventurous afternoon. And I have to shout out to my housemate for helping me get that light bulb out. So we're all good now. But now I can write my own light bulb jokes. Um, yeah. And what have you been up to, Suze? Um, well, I was out in community last week, which Ooh. was really exciting. Um I've been wanting to see a buffalo um, out in community because I've heard a lot about buffaloes that roam around. I didn't Um, know there were buffaloes in Australia. Is that something that's quite unique to Darwin? I don't know. Maybe. Amongst Mm. all the other animals like crocs and (laughs) jellyfish. But yeah, apparently (laughs) we have buffaloes in Australia. And so like the past few communities that I've been out in, I haven't seen any, which has been very disappointing. Um, but as we're driving along the roads looking for kids to test um, this week, my colleague was like, oh, look, a buffalo. And I was like, what? Stop the car. And I had to like stop her so that I could take a photo of it. And it was so cool. It had such big horns and it was wow. huge. It was just chilling on the floor um, right outside a house. Um, I was very thankful that I was in the car because it did look pretty intimidating because mm, of how big maybe- it is. They'd be yeah. huge animals. They are. I don't think I've seen a buffalo in real life before. 
Yeah, neither have I. I've only kind of heard about them. Yeah, well, if you ever want to see one in real life, come to Darwin. Oh, well, not Darwin, the Northern Territory. <laughs> Did you know that it was Freedom Day recently in Melbourne? Mm, I heard from lots of my family and friends. Yeah. It's very exciting. It was... Congrats to everyone in Melbourne. <laughs> Woo, go Melbourne. And hopefully you're case numbers start to improve as well so that I can come home for Christmas without needing to quarantine when I come back to New South Wales. Oh, so yeah. Is not, that your not plan? Not for selfish reasons at all. You know? <laughs> Are you planning to go back to Melbourne for Christmas? I would love to be able to go back. Um, so that's currently the plan, um, but we'll have to see how things go. Mm. I'm, very, I'm fairly optimistic that by the time Christmas rolls around, um quarantine kind of rules will relax a lot more because our vaccination rates will be much higher Mm. but we shall see but yes so it was freedom day for them so i just wanted to say congratulations to all our melbourne listeners Mm -hmm. and yeah also to our sydney listeners we had freedom day i think two almost two weeks ago now it's been really nice to see so many people out and about and going shopping, going to cafes, hanging out with their friends and family, really has started to feel like normal is starting to come back again. Mm. But yeah, as we kind of talked about this concept of you know Freedom Day, has made me think a bit more about what freedom is. And both of us were talking about this a little bit earlier. It's, what does that kind of mean for you, Suze? just within ourselves like I guess we have there's so many different aspects to um, our lives and freedom in different ways and so for example if we have we have the freedom to um, choose what sort of food we want to eat a lot of the time especially in our affluent society Um, but by choosing um, you know like junk food am I then robbing myself of other freedom of like you know good health and the freedom to able to walk around and do whatever I want because I um, yeah have the good health to do it Um, as opposed to if I eat junk food and then um, I compromise my health and then I'm not able to go out um, and do the things that I was once able to when I was healthy Mm. yeah yeah I think that's a really good example and in order to make those good choices for ourselves I think another aspect to that is knowing what we value and what's important to us in life. Uh, maybe let's give an example of a high school student who wants to get into medicine um, in their final year 12 years. Um, a lot of my, their friends might be taking a little, things a little bit easy, uh, might be chilling, might not need to get like super top scores on their school assessments or final year exams, but because they know their goal really clearly, they're more likely to say yes to opportunities that will help them do well academically and no to opportunities um, which might hinder that kind of progress. So if they know there's a party happening the night before um, a big test at school, they're more likely to say no to that because they know what they value in life. And I think if you don't have a clear idea of what those values are and what's driving your life, you're more likely to say yes to things that aren't in line with that and you might have a lot more regrets later on because now you're doing these things that you're not super passionate about and things that are not leading you towards something you enjoy and value. 
Um, and also you might say no to things that might be really helpful and beneficial for you and you didn't even know that until much later on. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it's the idea that we are finite human beings. You know, we have a finite amount of time, um, of money, I guess, and um, yeah, resources. And so we can't just be saying yes to every single thing and expect to, um, yeah, (laughs) go in the direction that we want to. The nature of being a finite being is that you kind of have to figure out what your priorities are and you know through that like learn to say no to the things that kind of don't get you there um but i'm thinking as well esther and i'm keen to hear your thoughts about this that it's not just about knowing what our values are but knowing what our nature is like as human beings um (laughs) because i think that we can have values but sometimes our values might I don't want to say that our values might be wrong, but like, um, I think we can be like, sometimes we can be on the wrong path. And for example, someone who has an addiction, their their value might be, um, I don't know, finding the next um, bottle of alcohol or um, yeah, um, going to the, um, like the casino to do more gambling again and like, if that like if they have an addiction that's something that they would kind of give up everything to do that but um like there comes a point where eventually like they're not really living in freedom either because um their values are not aligned with their nature like and then i guess nature being that we can only consume a certain amount of alcohol or um like we only have a certain amount of resources or money um whereas if we have a good understanding of our nature um i feel like then that then leads to more freedom maybe i don't know what are your thoughts about that would one way of thinking about nature be self-awareness so understanding say if you are a person who has a very addictive personality recognizing that accepting that this is a part of you know the who you are here on earth and because of the brokenness on earth that is an aspect of your personality and knowing that just because you desire to um just because you value those sort of addictive behaviors now doesn't necessarily mean that is something you should constantly be saying yes to um and i i think that's something that comes with age and with experience and with different things happening in life, you do become more self-aware or I don't know, maybe some people aren't as self-aware as others. Yeah. Or like even coming back to your example of like a high school student wanting to get into medicine, um, that might be their goal, but I feel like a certain level of self-awareness is required as well. Like if they're just studying like 18 hours of the day and not getting enough sleep, eventually they're kind of gonna you know reach a point where they're not able to fun- function um to the maximum capacity and so like being aware that ah, oh, you know i actually i do need sleep and i need rest as a human being um yeah i think that's probably part of the being self-aware part yeah. as well 
So being self-aware of our strength, weaknesses, and also very much our limitations, is that kind of what you're thinking, as well as molding and shaping our values according to how self-aware we are. And I think sometimes your values change as you get older, as you see more of the world and as you understand things a bit differently. Like I think things that I valued probably in high school are different to things that I value now. Yeah, that makes sense. So I guess there's like kind of two layers to it. There's like the layer of our um, limitations as a human and then there's the layer of what we actually value and what are some things like that we choose to say no to um, Mm. just out of the freedom of choice, I guess, as opposed to something like I'm choosing to go to sleep now. That's like we kind of do have that choice, but also because like we have that limitation that we do need to go to sleep. And if we don't, then our body's going to give up eventually. Yeah. And I think a lot of the freedoms that we're talking about here is that freedom to choose, isn't it? It's less so about like our rights in terms of our human rights within this country, within our societies, but more an individual personal right that we have to be able to choose what we do, but also choose our responses to the things around us and know that um, even if everything externally isn't going the way that we want to, we still have some level of choice in how we respond to things. And to our listeners out there, this is obviously a concept that's still very much in its raw form that Susan and I are trying to flesh out. Um, But I think it is an important one to think about, Suze, because you might think you're living your life in in freedom and you're free to make those choices. But I think it is really important to sit down and go, what things am I valuing at the moment? What things do I know about myself and my strengths, weaknesses and limitations of who I am as a human? And what are the things that I've said yes to? And in turn, what were the automatic no's did that, did that imply? And on the flip side, what have I said no to recently that I probably should have said yes to or that I'm really proud I said no to and stuck to that? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And even thinking about the reasons why we say no to things, like did I say no to that thing out of fear? Um, and am I being held back by fear? Or did I say no because I actually feel like that certain thing that I said no to is not actually going to, yeah, get me forward or, like, move me to the next stage in life. Yeah. So, Suze, what's something that you said yes or no to that you've reflected on a bit more over the last week? Hmm. Um, I feel like the past three months in Darwin has been a wild roller coaster and it's been so much fun. Um, and I think I'm someone who really enjoys experiencing different things and trying out different things. And so I feel like I've been saying yes to a lot of different things, but recently over the past few weeks, I've found myself being a bit tired, um, Mm. and realizing that, oh, actually like there's always going to be things to say yes to, always going to be things to do. Um, but in order to you know, prioritize the things that are actually important to me, like um, being alert at work and giving 100% to all the clients that I see, um, 
being able to fully invest into friendships when I'm catching up with people or interacting with people like in order to do do those things well um, I have to say no to other things that would also be fun but are not necessarily my priority at the moment um, yeah so that's something that I've been thinking about and having the wisdom to know what is something that's important versus what is something that um, I can say no to it's I think it is hard to say no to things um, especially things that are also enjoyable and fun um, but yeah being able to discern all right actually like if I say yes to this I might be feeling really tired later and not have enough energy for this other thing that's more important for me um, so that's how I've been thinking about it recently yeah good on you Suze and it sounds like you've been thinking ahead and understanding what could be the potential consequences of your actions and decisions. What has it been like learning to say no more frequently? Was this a bit of a process that you had to really train yourself and think about how to say no, or is it something that comes fairly naturally to you? Mm, yeah, I think it's often hard because it's not most of the times I don't want to be like, oh, I've reached my tipping point and now I'm going to say not have the choice but be forced to say no to all the things in order to, you know, if I'm like sick, you know, I've pushed myself too hard and I've fallen sick or something and then I don't have the choice. I just have to end up saying no to work and all the different things that I didn't want to do. Um, yep. So, yeah, um, being aware of or sometimes, yeah, so the past few weeks there have been a few things where I've said no to. Um, and you know just end up staying at home and chilling and having an early night and often it's hard to see the benefits of why I've said no to a certain thing but I guess just um, you kind of have to just trust the process and um, find find the healthy balance as well to know all right um, I'm not gonna just say no to everything that doesn't get me <laughs> that is not a priority like I can say mm -hmm. yes to some things as well um, but yeah, finding that healthy balance of actually maybe this is something that I don't really have to do and um, and then instead of just spending the whole <laughs> evening feeling FOMO, just really enjoying the rest and um, yeah, um, resting well rather than just like scrolling through Instagram and being like, oh, all the events that I haven't gone to. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's it. In, in some ways you are sitting with the uncertainty of oh man, I could have had a great time. This could have been the best night of my life. I could have made this really cool friend. Mm. Um, but sitting with that uncertainty and holding on to those things that you've already thought out of and things that are important to you and understanding who you are and choosing to stand by that. I think that's really courageous in some ways as well. Um, that ability to be able to say no, I think people actually respect that a lot when someone is able to say no well mm. um, and one of the things I really worked on earlier this year was saying no without needing to give a reason mm. just saying so say that the example is hey we're all going out to dinner and these are people that I see fairly frequently and this is a night that I'd already put on my calendar as an evening for myself so I would just say, no, sorry, I can't make it tonight. 
And the first time I did that, Suze, I was so scared. <laughs> I was like, what are they going to think? Um, they're going to think that I don't want to be with them. I don't want to hang out with these friends. Maybe they'll think that I'm hiding something from them. Mm. Oh, no. Like, I, like, I'm usually the person who says, like, no, I can't make it, and, like, profusely apologizes and comes up with, like, <laughs> 10 different things of how I'm going to make it up to yeah. them and things or, or try to justify why I can't come. Yeah. And it's even harder when it's like, oh, I'm just going to be at home and I'm just going to be watching Netflix <laughs> and eating chips, not anything particularly, uh, quote-unquote, productive. <laughs> But the first time I did this, and it was, um, it, I think it was for something like a dinner, people were like, cool, no worries, catch you at the next one. Mm. Wow. Nobody <laughs> asked, why are you not going to be there? Mm. Nobody asked um, any such questions. The next day, I saw quite a few of those people again. They talked about their night out. Nobody asked me why I was or wasn't there. And this probably speaks to the fact that most people, you know, just don't have time to think that much about what you are doing in your life. <laughs> There's enough going on in their individual lives for them to think about. Um, but it's just one of those things where I think a lot of us have that fear of if I say no, what will others think of me? Mm. But my encouragement to that is most of the times people won't burn an eyelid and it that's a very small example if it was something perhaps a bit bigger like a turn down a job opportunity or something um that might look a little bit different but I think still at the end of the day people respect those who are able to say no well um and if you are asked to give a response like do be prepared to do that yeah um, but say it in a way where it's like oh those things that we talked about before like I need a night off because of at least your values and mm. I think people will respect that and you might even encourage them to do more of that in their own lives as well yeah yeah that's so good i feel like um being able to say that like say no to certain things for ourselves also gives other people the freedom to be like oh actually i don't have to say yes to everything as well and i really empathize with what you were saying esther about feeling the need to justify i remember um I think it was meant to be this morning, actually. Some of my friends are going to be playing some board games and they sent a message to the group chat. Um, who wants to play? And I didn't have anything specific on. And as I was typing the message to kind of be like, because I was feeling kind of tired and I just got back from community. I was going to be like, oh, yeah, well, I just got back and I have all these things to do. But I ended up just like not sending that. And instead I was like, oh, sorry, I just have some things to accomplish e.g. sleep <laughs> um, and I said that and everyone was okay with that um, yeah so that was really good and I think sometimes as well just being brutally like just being honest about oh well yeah that's I can't make it because yeah you know I'm tired and I need sleep I think that's fine um, yeah and I love what you said as well I feel like it's such a good tip um, in terms of scheduling a night in for yourself I think that's a good way to um like encourage or remind yourself to have time for yourself rather than being like because it's if the schedule's empty it's easier to be like oh there's nothing on I'll just say yes to something but if you've already scheduled in time to myself or like early night and rest um it kind of is that extra step of you having to think about it and being like, oh, actually, yeah, that's right. I do need rest. Is this more important than rest for me? And yeah, thinking about that, and yeah, it forces you to be a bit more self-aware. So mm. That's really good. Yeah. 
Definitely. And on the line of being self-aware, also being mindful of your intentions for doing things. So I think, Susie, you talked a little bit earlier about am I making this decision based on my values or am I doing it out of fear? And I have an example of this from last week. So last Saturday, I didn't have much going on. I had a very slow morning. I was trying to, trying, emphasis on that word, to do some of my uni assessments, but it just wasn't really working. I was in this weird, funky mood. Mental health was just like weird all morning. And I get a call from a friend and her, um, and she was inviting me and my housemate to go to the beach with her. And recently, I haven't been doing a lot of spontaneous things. So I feel like, I don't know, it's just not been the vibe for me. But my instinctive response was to say, no, I don't want to go. This is not something I planned for the day. But I actually stopped myself and I said to her, hey, I'll, I'll have a little think about it and I'll call you back in X amount of minutes. And I kind of sat down and I went, why was my immediate reaction to say no? And I listed down a bunch of things in my journal. As I said last, a few episodes ago, I've been doing more journaling. And I realized that all of those things were just due to fear. It wasn't because I actually needed to take that time off that day. I realized that I actually would have benefited from going outdoors and being with people I really loved and cared about. And then I called her back and went, actually, I'd love to come along. I think this will be something really fun. And it was. It was a really lovely time with friends in the outdoors, um, just kind of taking things as they came. And we had some good laughs and it was great. And in the evening, I came back and was able to probably finish more uni work than if I'd like sulked in bed and was feeling sorry for myself all morning. Yeah. So sometimes I think you also need to push through some of those mental barriers and just to be mindful and aware of how am I feeling? Why am I feeling this? How is this influencing the way I'm making this decision? Um, well, Susie, it's been really insightful talking a bit more about freedom. I think it's been interesting seeing how um, our kind of views and thoughts about what freedom means and what freedom of choice kind of looks like in our individual lives. Um, yeah. So thanks for bringing it up, Suze. No worries. And I hope everyone else got something away from it as well. I think it's... Um something to think about that's really relevant for everyone so um and yeah myself included it's something that i have to be constantly reminding myself of because um, the world kind of just wants us to or like it might be our um nature to just want to follow the world and not actively think about what's going on around us um or what we're saying yes to so yeah i think it's something that's important to be constantly reminding ourselves of I completely agree with that, Suze. Well, I'll catch you in the next cool combo. Yes, I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.